This is the Comedy Reject Podcast with your host, Sterling Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Scarborough's Finest, and you can find it on TaylorMadeRadio.ca. Let's get this show started. All right, man. There's uh, This is going to be a lot. There's a lot going on right now. Uh, first off, to all the people who are listening to this podcast and thinking to themselves, why am I not watching this podcast? Well, um, two reasons behind that is that uh, my kids are here uh, at my house. For those of you who don't know, I have three kids. and They are at uh, my house today, and they sleep in the studio that I built. So... I couldn't film anything today. And the second reason is that uh, I'm a lazy piece of shit. Uh, That's a terrible excuse to try to put my kids uh, on the front line, say that they're the reason why I didn't get the podcast done. The real reason is that I I was lazy. I knew they were coming over. I knew what day they were going to be here. I had podcasts scheduled and people I was supposed to uh, talk to and have on the show. And uh, a lot came up. A lot came up, and uh, I don't have a lot of spiritual energy. I don't have the spiritual energy that people would think I have to be doing a lot of things. I'm kind of that guy who does one thing a day, and after I'm done that one thing, you ever do that? Where you're like, you, you know, like you maybe you clean the house, and then after you clean the house, you're like, I ain't going out tonight because I've, I've done all the things I could do. Or you go somewhere. I don't know. I'm just that guy. I, I don't have the social energy to do a lot of things and uh dealing with so much going on what is all these things well first of all unless you've been hiding under a rock uh we've got a lot going on with this whole racism uh black lives matter george floyd the protests are going through the roof and um in the last seven days there's been so many different rallies and protests that have been happening and um it's been I I would say this is prob- definitely going to be something where we talk about this in history books. 2020 is, wow, one hell of a year. Because the protests in um, Edmonton, Alberta, where I'm at, Edmonton being known as one of the more racially divided places in Canada, uh, turned out and had 15,000 people on Friday come out and protest Uh and it was amazing. Not a single issue, no violence, no problems whatsoever. Had some phenomenal speakers come down and uh, definitely got a message across. And it's really interesting to see uh, how it's been affecting the views and, and thoughts of a lot of people because we de- I definitely seen that people definitely want change, which has never really been seen before with the movement before it's been like we hear you yeah okay we understand you but now it seems like people are standing together like we want change and uh, there was another rally held by a phenomenal canadian by the name of jesse lipscomb and it was called be the change and uh he i was asked to speak at it i know all daddy dirty mouth it was uh out there speaking for the people and he did a uh protest and rally that was supposed to be a march as well, but um, due to a bunch of circumstances and issues, he decided to do something uh, different. He decided to put it as a online protest, 
And at first it sounded like it wasn't going to be successful. A lot of people were like, oh, online doesn't do anything. It's not going to change anything. And then it turned out that we had 2,500 people uh, watching the protest that he put on live. And then it ended up going viral and hitting 100,000 views. And when I say views, I mean views as in that they watched it to completion. You know what I mean? Like they watched, uh, I don't like the way I said that, they watched it to completion. I feel like that they, <laughs> that's the, that sounds like you watched the porn all the way to the end, even though you popped off in the first three minutes. But the point is that they watch the entire two-hour protest and a lot of people a lot of the feedback was that the people liked it because that they really got to hear the message and really got to listen and weren't distracted by a bunch of other things so in edmonton we not only had fifteen thousand plus people come out for a rally in person but we also delivered a message where over a hundred thousand people got to listen and that's really helping change this narrative it's like they i feel like the noise is happening we've definitely recognized that systemic racism is real and now we've organized and so now the next step step is to uh strategize and then you know deliver so i just really hope that the marching the protesting and everything that we're doing now is something that doesn't come back again like we have to do it again because I mean a lot of people when I was at a lot of these protests and rallies were quoting great speakers from the 60s and all I was thinking to myself was those speeches and those protests and rallies that were happening were just as massive as what we're doing right now uh, but still no change happened so I'm hoping that this time is the last time that we have to come together like this because of systemic racism, police brutality, and uh, and such and such forth. So we'll see. But I mean, I've got to say, I'm 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 blown away. I have a very good, uh, awesome friend who's a comedian, actor, and writer, uh, and his name is uh, Matt Wright. Matt's in in uh, Newfoundland, and. Um, they have a Black Lives Matter in Newfoundland. Now, if you're Canadian, you're already laughing. But for any of my American listeners, let me explain. Newfoundland is possibly the whitest place in Canada, but it's also one of the most friendliest places in the world. Everybody says that, and it's true, Newfoundlanders are salt of the earth. Salt of the earth you are, my Newfoundlanders. You guys, they're just the most amazingly most nicest people, but they are 98 percent population white and matt this morning sent me some videos of thousands of people coming out to protest black lives matter and it blew me away because uh i didn't know they even had black people in newfoundland and technically they don't because uh, he sent me pictures of all of the black uh, speakers and people. There was four black people in a tanned Italian. That's pretty much what the population of the black people were in Newfoundland. <laughs> Which, uh, when you talk about the term minority, Newfoundlanders, uh, they definitely understand that term. <laughs> but 
Black Lives Matter spread to Newfoundland and had thousands turn out, and it just blew me away that that that's going to uh, resonate uh, around that country and change that narrative. And so it's just like I hope to, I hope in all honesty that um, my grandchildren never have to grow up with the systemic racism that that uh, we had to grow up with. And so, I mean, it's looking good. This might be the one. This might be the 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 protests or the the time when we can finally start to make baby steps and make change. Because it's not that we're finished. It's not that we've accomplished anything. What we have done is let a resounding noise that everyone could recognize and see that for all these times when black people have been saying you know, that there's been police brutality and that there's racism. And, you know, most of the times people were just like, ugh, whatever, you're making excuses. And even our own black people would be like, ah, you're making excuses. But now for the first time, people are realizing, holy shit, this is real, you know. So it's uh, I'm looking forward to it, to seeing the, the changes. What was really powerful was uh, at the Edmonton protest, there came a time when one of the speakers said, uh, in 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 respect for George Floyd, let's um, let's take a knee uh, to show, you know, respect uh, and to like kind of like take a knee to be like, let's take a knee in what do they say to take a knee to show for 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 eight minutes and forty six seconds to show how long the police officer uh rested on uh uh George Floyd's neck and when we went to take a knee I'm talking 10,000 15,000 people dropped to their knees and standing in the crowd was one white guy oh yeah white dude blue hair blue blue, blue eyes blonde hair khaki pants and he was still standing and everybody's like looking at him and they're like, yo, get up, kneel. And he goes, I'm not kneeling. And then it got crazy. People started being like, get out of here. Yo, one guy was like, they had to hold him back. He wanted to knock the shit out of this guy. But this guy wanted all the smoke. He wanted all the smoke. He never kneeled. He refused to kneel. And uh, it was insane. So... Then what happened was beautiful. The speaker said, do not uh, harm him. That will not change who he is. Let's show him love. And then black people surrounded and protected him from the other not so nice black people who was going to knock him the fuck out. And uh, it was uh, it was interesting because he didn't leave either. Listen, I don't... I. I have never, the the power of his anger or hatred, whatever it was, like he didn't even make an excuse. He didn't even say, I got a bum knee, my back hurts, uh, I got a bacchiotomy. Uh, he didn't say nothing. He just was like, mm-mm, y'all ain't making me kneel. Listen, my name is Tyler. I've never listened to anybody in my life, and I ain't starting today. I told my mama, Darlene, go fuck yourself. And so if I told that to my mother, I'm going to tell it to you, brother. But either which way, he would not kneel. And he stood there the entire time. And um, But he got protected. There was no violence. 
and nothing bad happened. But I tell you something between you and me, okay? I'm a real piece of shit in my brain. I cannot handle serious situations without converting it into comedy. All right? I'm a piece of shit. That's who I am. Anytime something gets really serious, the I immediately default to comedy. And so while we're kneeling, you know, they take the the silence and we're all kneeling and I'm there, you know, I'm con- I'm concentrating, I'm meditating, and at the 2 minute mark, I was like, my my knees are tired. Like this is a very tiring position. And then I started thinking to myself, how much hatred was in this cop's heart that you had to, like, I'm two minutes of kneeling, just kneeling on the ground, not even holding anybody down, no pressure, no nothing, just two minutes. And the first thing I thought to myself was, this is getting tiring. And then at the five minute mark, my legs started trembling and I was like, whoa, this guy, you got to appreciate this. What do you do? Did you do squats? Like how much hatred's in your heart that you can hold? uh, Like, did anybody have that where you kneeled? And after you were kneeling, you were like, this is painful. That, I went through that. And that's all I, then I started laughing to myself thinking, I don't think I could hate somebody long enough to sit on their neck this long. Much less, I can't even sit in the kneeling position by itself. And uh, that's when you realize, oh yeah, this is a very serious moment, Sterling. Could you stop laughing to yourself with your eyes closed, you idiot? And so, um, after that, we all uh, listened to some great, phenomenal speakers, and then uh, we called it a night. And so now we will see how, uh, you know, the rest of things goes. Because like I said, we haven't finished or solved anything. All we've done is brought recognition to it. But uh, today is going to be a interesting podcast because of the fact that, uh, yeah, right now as I speak, uh, my, my daughter has uh, just entered the room, and she uh, is carrying her chocolate milk hey how's it going how you doing so this is uh one of my twins and so they are up they are awake i'm doing this early sunday morning and uh you want to climb up well okay hold on okay because daddy's doing something right now okay so daddy's doing a a podcast so come over here and Yes, I'm talking into the microphone. Okay. Could you guys want to come here and say hello? Okay. So I want you guys to say hello. And then I want you guys to uh, go watch the, um, the episode of Paw Patrol. And then Daddy will come. So do you want to say hello real quick? Okay. So say hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. What were you doing out in the living room? Um, I'll call my team. <laughs> what are you watching? Oh, okay. And then come here, come here. This is my, I have twin girls. And so that was uh, thing one. And here's thing two. Now this is, hello. How are you? You want to say hello? You don't want to say hello? No. No. Okay. I'm not surprised. Okay. Well, go watch Paw Patrol and I'm going to come and be with you in a second. Okay. All right. Bye. Hey, close the door. Hey, they don't even listen to me. They don't respect me. They don't. Let me tell you what they did to me this morning. Up oh, there they go. They come close the door for me. Thank you. Let me tell you how early what these girls did to me. Hold on one second. Not right. What? It's okay. Leave the door closed. 
Sorry about that, guys. If you have kids, you know and understand that trying to do a podcast while your kids are awake is pretty insane. So what happened this morning was I, I went in. I left my podcasting material in the studio, which is also their slash bedroom. And as soon as I opened the door, it just cracked. It just creaked. And in the darkness, all I heard was, I can hear you, Daddy. And I knew. I knew it was over. I knew that they were awake. And if you have kids, when your kids wake up, your day's over. Until they go to sleep, your day is canceled. Like, you don't have a day anymore. And so I was trying to sneak into the room to get uh, my podcasting stuff so I can knock out the podcast because my podcast isn't very long. As you guys know, I do between 30 and 40 minutes. So I was like, let me knock this out before they wake up. So as soon as the door creaks, I hear in the darkness, I hear, she's like, Daddy, you're there. And I was like, ah, I said, yes. And then all I hear is, I can't see in the dark, so you're going to need to turn the light on. I know you guys are thinking I'm exaggerating when I'm saying that's the sentence that that sweet little girl just said. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. They like to pretend like they're shy when cameras come out and they see microphones. I don't know if anybody heard that she actually saw me talking. My daughter's two and she saw me talking and she goes, are you talking into a microphone? And I'm like, yep. And I said, (laughs) she already knew what I was doing. And they act, they act shy whenever you put out cell phones or try to take a picture or try to record them on a video. They act shy. But when the all that camera comes off, the demon comes out. So now we're sitting there in the dark. And I'm like, good morning. Uh, she immediately goes and wakes up her sister. And the first thing her sister says to me, which made me laugh, was she wakes up and goes, hey, daddy. And I said, yes. She goes, are you happy? And I'm like, Yeah. But that's like, like, that's the first thing on her mind. Her first thing on her mind is, are you happy? And I laughed because I was like, how profound and how simple that is. That when you wake up in the morning, are you happy? Like, you know what I mean? You woke up, you get to face another day. You're, you're, you've got the whole, you know, day ahead of you to make change and do something different. Are you happy? And, uh. I was like, yes, I am happy. And then she said, okay, good. I need chocolate milk. And that's when I realized she didn't give a fuck about my happiness. She didn't give a damn about my happiness. She wanted chocolate milk. She wanted my happy ass to go get some chocolate milk so that she could enjoy delicious chocolate almond milk at 8 o'clock in the morning. That's all she wanted. She just wanted her chocolate milk. And then I'm sitting there on the bed with them. And they grab their security blanket. They got. They have blankets. They have little blankets like Linus. And they grabbed their little blankets and they hopped off the bed and looked at me and said, uh, well, don't just stand there. She said that to me. She goes, well, don't just stand there. Go get my chocolate milk. And then I was like, am I, am I even a father? Or am I just like somebody's hoe? Because no two-year-old should be looking at their father as... Just the provider of chocolate almond milk. Because that's what I am to them. Just a chocolate milk giver. I mean, that's how they were born. But, you know, that's a whole other story, eh? <laughs> but, um, what's, you know, okay, let me tell you something. I believe I'm a phenomenal father. But at the same time, I do asshole things that I wonder 
if they're asshole things or is it just me? Okay? So my kids uh or well, my daughter sleep in the spare in the in the bedroom and then my son, he enjoys uh crashing on the couch. He likes the space and the size of the living room, so he prefers to not sleep in the rooms. He wants to sleep out in the living room plus I give him a little extra time to watch TV before he goes to bed. All right, so uh, he was sleeping in the living room. I'm in the bedroom, and you know, I, I uh, everybody's asleep. It's daddy's relaxed time, so I rolled up a spliffaz, and then I bought a ting. But here's the thing: I bought a ting, and I got hungry, and I was like, "Yo, I have to eat a food." So then I decided to go into the kitchen and make eggs and bacon. But what I didn't realize. Is that it's two o'clock in the fucking morning and my son's sleeping on the couch. And I only realized this mid-frying of eggs. That means I had the lights on in the kitchen. So my kitchen and my living room are attached so that if you're in the living room, the light from the kitchen will affect the light in the living room. And I turned the lights on and I could hear him rustling. And I'm like, ooh, I got to be quiet. And... I'm thinking I got to be quiet. I'm tiptoeing into the kitchen, which does absolutely nothing because I immediately then throw down bacon and fucking eggs, which are sizzling on the stove. And the wafting, confusing scent of breakfast is just wafting into his nose at two o'clock in the morning. And all I'm thinking is, I hope these eggs are delicious. Like that's what was going through my head. And I wonder, because you know like how kids uh, who have uh, kids, you know, kids when they tell their stories of their parents, they're like, oh, my dad, my dad used to drink and then he used to come home and, you know, fall asleep on the couch or he would sleep in his car. My son is going to wake, get older and tell stories like, "Uh, my father, I'm traumatized. Because my father would always wake up in the night at 2 a.m. and make breakfast. Now whenever I smell breakfast, I break down. I'll never eat turkey bacon the same again. (laughs) I wonder if that's what it's going to be. I'm hoping that when my kids grow up that they don't have negative thoughts about their daddy. But uh, I'll just tell you, kids are smarter than you think. Anything that you're doing around your kids that you think that they don't know, they know. They know. And uh, it's going to resurface in their brains later on. But it's definitely... Uh, am I an asshole for that? Am I? Has anybody, parents, have you ever made breakfast at 2 in the morning while you were high at the risk of waking up your child? Is it just me? Am I a dick for that? I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll, that's a 10-year project. The other thing, oof, the other thing is, on a positive note, so since I've been in on lockdown, one of the things that uh, has been huge for me is cooking. Now, I know a lot of you guys are thinking to yourself right now, they're like, Sterling, we, there's all this pain and injustice in the world, and you're talking about cooking. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to uh, make this all doom and gloom podcast. I don't want to make this a... Uh, you know, where you listen to it and you get angry all by yourself in your living room, let's laugh a little, okay? So that's why I'm kind of lightening the mood. That's why we're tuning in here, to laugh a little, 
Have a good time. Yes, the world is burning down around us, but you know what? From the ashes will rise something beautiful. I believe that. And in that beautifulness that will rise is my ability to cook. Yes, my ability to cook has fucking skyrocketed. I will take on anybody's auntie, your mama, your grandmother. I don't give a damn. I'm kicking ass in the kitchen right now. And last yesterday was the first time I ever made homemade pepper sauce. Now, for my white listeners, you have to understand that uh, to pepper sauce or hot sauce that you buy in the store, that Tabasco sauce, that Frank's Red Hot sauce, that is bullshit, okay? That is vinegar and red coloring. I don't know what it is, but it tastes terrible. It has no pepper taste to it, and it's trash. And then there's another pepper that, like, some of the more advanced pepper users will know and understand. That's called Matuks. Matuks is a um, Caribbean-styled pepper sauce, and uh, none of those stand in any comparison to actual homemade pepper sauce. I made homemade pepper sauce using Scotch bonnet peppers, and it's a game changer. It's got that perfect balance of flavor and heat. And I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, man, I'll go head-to-head with any of you guys. And a few people were messaging me on on Facebook when I posted it, Facebook and Instagram, that they want to go in a taste-off with me. And I'm like, bring the heat, baby. Bring the heat. Because I've been eating pepper sauce as long as I can remember. And there's a certain threshold, okay? It's not just about the heat. There's a certain threshold where you have to hit where it's just enough heat but just enough flavor, all right? So high-impacting, bold flavor with the heat that it comes with. And if you escalate past that level on the heat side, you lose on the flavor side. So you've got to get to that, that apex where flavor and heat meet because a lot of people think, oh, yeah, it's really good because it's hot. No, because if you make something too hot, you don't taste nothing. You're just, you're just burning your mouth. You got to have a good combination. And people, people, I got that. I'm a, I'm a genius in this kitchen right now. I got that. I'm out here working on my skills of being a wife because <laughs> I could cook oxtail, jerk chicken, rice and peas, curry chicken, paylao, um, callaloo and cuckoo, uh, fried fish, jerk salmon. You know what I mean? The list goes on. I ain't just that guy out here making spaghetti, spaghetti ass making motherfuckers. You know what I'm talking about. People be like, I can cook. And then they make spaghetti. Get out of here. Get your dirty face out of here. You know what I made the other day? I made beef soup from scratch. Do you know what that's like? Do you know what that's like? I made that on a whim. All right. Mind you, again, it was two o'clock in the morning and I was high. But that's not the point. The point is that I could do it. I don't need to order out. Skip the dishes is not even an app on my phone. You know what's on my phone? Recipes on YouTube because that's my jam now. (laughs) And yes, I do take recipes from online and then I modify them. I change them. I, I, I taste it the way they make it and then I improve on it. And that's how you know I'm a, I'm a game changer because I'm not just I'm evolving. As a, as a cook in that kitchen. And anybody that thinks I'm not, let me know, man. Let me know. We have a cook-up sometime, 
and uh, I'll if I like you, I'll invite you over, and you guys can get some of this heat. I don't know, man. This pepper sauce is getting to the point where I might just bottle it and sell it. That'll be <laughs> that'll be my merch, for, my merch, my merch for for <laughs> my merch for 2020. Forget comedy albums. It's gonna be pepper sauce. That's how we're gonna do it in the new year. I'm gonna sell pepper sauce on stage. I really think I could make money. I'm dead serious. It's that good. If you know me personally, I don't mean if you know me and you're like, mm, I know him because I I follow him. No, I'm talking about the people that know me. Um, if you have my phone number, that's what we're gonna do. It. If you have my phone number and you want to try this pepper sauce, text me because. I'm, ch- I'm I'm kicking ass out here, people. I'm kicking ass out here. And this is not even an advertisement for my pepper sauce. But my pepper sauce deserves that advertisement. So who knows? We'll see. It's just hard to get scotch bonnet peppers during the pandemic because everybody is out buying up all the fresh shit. And then by the time it gets to Edmonton, which is in the middle of the damn country, you know, we get spoils and leftovers. So the next time I... Pop on over to Toronto, which might be happening um, because it's my brother's birthday. So I might be in Toronto. It's not guaranteed yet. We'll know within 24 hours. But I might be in Toronto for uh, some times coming up soon in a couple months. Um, oh, that's something that's really important. So uh, <laughs> this is how much I don't pay attention to my own life. Uh I did have dates at the comic strip. So the comic strip, uh, the issue behind this was that they opened up for comedy on May 14th, just like all the other bars did in phase one in Edmonton, Alberta. But they were shut down by the Alberta Health Services because they said that laughter is too dangerous. And so all of our dates, my date is June 25th, to the 30th and uh all of our dates were in danger of being canceled because alberta health services said that we can't have any comedy and uh the comic strip uh rick bronson dino they work their butts off tammy uh they were that's the that's the three heads uh, right there of the comic strip is, is rick tammy dino and they work their asses off uh, and it worked. They're now operating at 25% of their capacity uh, just to ensure that they can have comedy. And so my dates are a go, people. So June 25th to June 30th, I, Sterling Scott, for the first time ever, will be headlining the entire week at the comic strip in West Edmonton Mall. So I have about 350 uh, people who are subscribed to this podcast, okay? Can you motherfuckers buy this show out? I would love it if every single one of these shows sold out. They're only operating at 25% capacity, which means that that's exactly about the number of people I usually do. So let's sell these shows out. Let's rock it out. If you live in Edmonton, June 25th to June 30th, I'm at the comic strip in West Edmonton Mall. Let's bang out that show. And you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring my pepper sauce. That's right. 
anybody listening to this podcast right now who comes to my show on June 25th to June 30th and they tell me, Sterling, we heard the pepper sauce podcast, I will gift you some free pepper sauce. That's right. That's what I'm doing. I'm saying it right here and I'm saying it now. If you come to my show at the comic strip June 25th to June 30th and you tell me that you listen to the Pepper Sauce podcast, I will give you some free pepper sauce to go home with. All right? With that being said, uh, there's so many more things that uh, we got to talk about, but I have some aggressive toddlers in the living room who are probably burning it down by now. Okay? If you've ever not seen a toddler for 15 minutes, it scares you. And that's how long... Uh, I have not seen my children, and I don't know what they're doing. So I'm going to go out there and be their bitch like I usually am. And I hope to see a lot of you guys. I have some amazing speakers that will be coming up that I'm really excited about. Like I've got, uh, you know, Jesse Lipscomb that I want to talk to. Uh, there's an amazing uh, natural hairstylist who's actually going to be doing my hair um, on uh, Tuesday, I believe. And so uh, her name's Nilo. She owns the own, one of the few natural hair stores in Edmonton. And then um, literally uh, a genius of a woman uh, by the name of... Uh, uh, actually, I'll let her introduce herself when she comes through because she says she's coming with that Angela Davis energy. But a uh, black activist, speaker, educator, f- master's degree the whole nine uh she will also be on the podcast there's so many people that i'll be having as guests and yes yes they will be videotaped i know i know i've said it before but i'm saying it again i'm a really shitty employee and my boss does not show up to work all the time so uh it'll happen but when it happens it's gonna be great and there's so many other things that i forgot to tell you guys about but we'll talk about that next week so, see you guys next week at the Comedy Reject Podcast. Stay black, stay positive. Black Lives Matter. Love you. I'm out. Hey.